There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should. The ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team. I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations. And I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations? What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing. And I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage, I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there, this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests. And I feel that there will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Welcome, loves, to this episode of In My Truth. I have our third in what's becoming a little series, I think, of interviews with good friends of mine who sat with me in ceremony recently with Grandmother Ayahuasca. I have Jonathan Mayoza with me here today. We're also members of Fit for Service, which is how we know each other. And a lot of my podcast guests are from Fit for Service. But welcome, Jonathan. It's been a little bit of time between um, when I saw you last and I'm sure you're (laughs) into your integration period and I'd love to hear all about that. But before we jump into our conversation about our recent ceremony, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Excited to be here and get to share this experience with you. Um, so I am Jonathan Mayoza, currently residing in San Diego. Um, I work for a sales mentorship program um, online and have really um, been on quite the journey this year, quite the healing journey um, this year, to say the least. And this was a milestone for me and such a, a big, profound experience where a lot of work was done. So I'm really excited to dive in with you. Mm, so excited to hear that. You joined Fit for Service this year, right? Yeah, this year, this year. So and since has January. That, amazing. And has that, when you talk about your healing journey to date, is it coinciding with that, do you feel? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. You know, I really didn't understand to what extent I was being called to do this work. Mm-hmm. Um, just felt a, a calling to to join Fit for Service without really knowing what it was going to entail for me or what that was going to look like at all. And to think about, you know, here we are eight months later and, you know, just such a, 
a different person. I feel like I've really, you know, coming home, you know, to myself mm-hmm. throughout this year and um, everything that's transpired has been so amazing. I have so much gratitude for it and there's so much more work to be done, but um, so, so much gratitude for this container and what we're allowed to step in and really dive internally and, you know, do be vulnerable and do this work with everyone and really share this experience. Mm, it's so beautiful. It's such a gift, I think, to just, <laughs> yeah. to know that I have this family of people that I can literally say and be and talk to whatever is coming up for me and <laughs> just be held and received and receive in return, like, love and compassion and wisdom and space. (laughs) I just feel so blessed. And I also share the same kind of experience with you where I, I said yes, and I really didn't know what it was going to entail. And, um, just the journey that I've been on over the last year and eight months, it would be for me has just been so profound. And I feel like a different person as well. Like I've been completely I don't know, reborn. I've, I've had a lot of rebirths the last few years. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, was actually, I actually like met this guy in Mexico last year and uh, I, we just met briefly and exchanged details and we were chatting for a little bit. Nothing ever happened of it. But at one point he was like, um, I feel like you've had like three rebirths since we met three weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is not the person for me because I have and it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> so much so much medicine and so many different um faucets that it's really great that we've all you know created the space where we're able to do this and share this and it's just such a safe container and so much growth and healing so i'm Mm. so honored to be a part of it it really is i agree so speaking of being called I would love, was our recent ceremony your first experience with ayahuasca? It it absolutely was. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear, did you feel also that you were called? Like, I'd love to hear that journey of why you said yes and what that process was like. Because I know the first time I sat with ayahuasca, it was very like, it was like I was on autopilot. It was just, yes, I have to go and do this right now. Right. Um, it's actually so beautiful the way it all, you know, came together. I'll never forget. I was, um, on a zoom call with, um, a psychic medium and was really working through some major blockages of really having to speak and share those, um, you know, with someone was super vulnerable and it was a new story for me Mm -hmm. is typically kept a lot of that inside. And we worked through so much over that hour session. And when I came back and checked my phone, um, I had a text from two different people. Um, one was a Bufo facilitator. Mm-hmm. And five minutes later, I noticed that I had the invitation to sit with the grandmother, which was, of course, where we did. And they were literally a little over a month apart, which is kind of within the safe space of being able to work with multiple medicines within a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. But the way it all kind of came together, I'll never forget. She was like, you know, think about it. If you're called, you know, more than, you know, would be so happy to have you a circle. And it was like, I was the knowing without even having to think about it. Like my human self knew the answer before I could even process that thought. Mm. And that it was just, you know, I was right where kind of got a universal wink that I was mm-hmm. right where I needed to be in. It was time. It was time. Uh-huh. That's amazing. And what a gift it was to for us all to sit together because 
I've been to Saltara twice. The first time mm-hmm. I went alone, the second time I did go with um, my best friend from Australia. But um, to sit with a group of such close, you know, family was, and and everyone in the container was family. Was just oh my goodness! That was it. I remember sitting at the start of ceremony when we were. Um, you know, just getting ready and we'd all sat on our mats and we were getting ready to drink. And I just looked around and thought, wow, like this is such a powerful group of people and what a gift to have this experience with with you all. So I knew it was going to be powerful. It was very, very transformative for me. Um, I would love to hear about your experience. And if, um, I don't know, you, you said you sat with Bufo a month before, was it? Or a little before? Yes, yeah, about five weeks before. Yeah, I mean, if there's relevance to the tie-in, I'd love to hear that as well because I yeah. haven't I haven't sat with Bufo, so and I'm sure some of my listeners would be really interested to hear about that medicine and the experience. Yes, I would I would love to, and it really is going to kind of bring a lot into it because they were both so connected, especially Amazing. that first day. So to share my Bufo experience, um, you know, I was going there, and it was going to be my very first time to sit with Bufo. And, and Bufo, can you explain what yes, Bufo is? Yeah, so Bufo is 5-MeO-DMT, which is technically the strongest psychedelic on earth. Um, and it comes from the Colorado River toad, which is found in Mexico, the indigenous people. What they do is the Sinaloans, um, they get these toads and the toads are about the size of a football. And they, what oh, wow. they'll do is they will squeeze the glands on the back of their neck um, as if it's like a pimple. And they are able to, it releases um, this liquid that they put on like a glass tray and they release the toads back in the wild. And what they do is they take that liquid and they put it in the sun and it dries Mm -hmm. and it crystallizes. Um, And what they'll do is that's where it comes from. And then other tryptamines are added to it. Um, And where it, it goes back hundreds of years, if not thousands, when the Sinaloans, whenever the children go from 12, age 12 to 13, they sit with the medicine for the first time as it's their path into adulthood. Um, mm. And there's this prayer that they've said over this you know, period of time um, that they read and um, they say out loud. And it's actually amazing because my Bufo shaman uses that same prayer, translates it from Spanish to English. Um, and we actually say the same prayer, which is all about healing and everything with that. And it's so beautiful. Um, mm. So that's where, it, that's where it comes from. And he actually sources it directly from there and is very in touch with the indigenous people there. Um, so really feeling the sacredness of the medicine and how deep its roots really go um, is something that's, that's really beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that because I wouldn't have, I, I kind of know that it's from the toad and all of that, but I didn't have the words for it that you did. And I also haven't experienced it. So I'm really, <laughs> I think it's more appropriate for you to share that. But yes, let, tell us about what the experience was like then. Yeah. So um, I get to this um, house where they hold ceremonies and it's very profound because I have never been to this residence before, but I've had dreams of it. And I've oh, always wow. had the same dream. I've, I've been in the same part of the room looking at the same angle and probably half a dozen dreams up to this point. And is, as we're driving to this house, I just had this major calmness and groundness to myself of just really knowing that I'm exactly where I need to be. 
Mm-hmm. And it was this like deep resonance within my soul of like, I, this is, this is why I'm here. And my, everything I've experienced was for this moment. So I arrive at this residence and I've never seen pictures of the inside, but I, I, I couldn't help but laugh when I walked in because I was like, that's exactly where I've been seeing it. This is exactly the dream that I set up the inside, the interior, everything was the exact same. Um, so the shaman, um, took me outside and we sat down and he was kind of sharing what I just shared a little bit about the history of the medicine, his experience with it kind of setting the expectation, but it's really hard to set the expectation because everyone's experience is so different. And as he was talking, I just had these subtle tears come out. And it was just like, again, this like knowing that and this gratitude for just knowing I'm exactly where I need to be. And, you know, for him to look at me and really connect. And I felt really connected with him um, as we were connecting for the first time. And, you know, he just mentioned how amazing it was for me to be there. Um, and how much gratitude he had for me being there, you know, before I even had an experience in itself, which I thought, you know, spoke about his light that he carries and, um, you know, the work that he's doing, um, it was really blown away. So we come back inside and you read the prayer sitting up on your knees. Um, so you're kneeling, but you're sitting up and you read the prayer out loud and you go through three deep breaths, expanding your lungs. And on the final inhale, they put this vaporizer sense in, um, up to your mouth and you take a big inhale. And as you inhale, you raise your arms out to the side and all the way up, expanding your lungs. And it's about a 15 second inhale. And I remember getting about 10 seconds in and then that was it. I remember kind of falling back and then catching me and it's a complete out of body experience. And I guess, which I don't remember, which it can totally happen where you are at the end of the ceremony and you don't remember anything that happens. And with any plant medicines, you have to understand that whatever you experience is exactly what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and kind of surrendering to that. And the next thing I knew, I was getting up and I kind of stumbled over to the Bufo shaman, which when you sit with DMT, you do not stand up. You're laying down, fully surrendered, laying there. You can sometimes purge, um, you know, which is if you're snot, throw up the whole nine, whatever you need to release. But I stood up and I remember like stumbling over to him and he took a few steps back and really just called me to him. And I made it to him and I put my hands around the back of his neck, letting him like support me in a sense. And I was looking at him, but I couldn't look at his eyes. They were blurry. And his face was moving side to side. And what I realized is I was having to work through myself mm. to get meet him. And it took about, I had no track of time, but I was later told it took about 30 seconds for me. And as I was working through myself, his face was getting more and more clear. And it finally made, got to a point where I was working through, working through, and we finally connected where my eyes were fully met his eyes. And all I could do is giggle because I realized how hard I made that. The only thing that was made it so <laughs> difficult was, my, was myself, just being in my head. And in that moment that I connected with them, our foreheads met and I had full connection to source and I fully collapsed. And in that moment of collapsing where they caught me and I had my full connection to source, I had all knowing of everything. Um, experiencing about 
what felt like a thousand thoughts all existing simultaneously where I understood that and remembered for the first time um, a past life mm-hmm. and remembered the moment that I said yes to coming here to earth, incarnating mm. as a human for this experience. And the That's understanding powerful. is so powerful. And the understanding that I chose this life to go through these, you know, soul contracts and all this quote unquote suffering to get to this point that I was experiencing right there of knowing that I chose this because for me to experience that breakthrough right then, I had to be forced to do all this healing work. And the only way I was going to be forced to do all this healing work was by going through this journey because it was medicine for me to work through, to share with others that are going through the same thing, but for also for everyone to understand that we have the permission to heal everything we're looking for. We already have inside of us. Mm-hmm. And in that moment of full connection, I was bawling tears of gratitude. I was like, I made it. <laughs> it's like, I finally made it here without <laughs> knowing. And then it was tears of compassion for my human self that's had to endure all these experiences um, that have been so painful, especially as a teenager, um, that have been so painful for me to have to work through. And I remember all the tears, you know, all the times I cried myself to sleep at night going through all these experiences, not understanding why and asking God, like, why, or why did this happen? Why am I having to go through that? And in that moment, I understood why. Mm. And that all knowing, and then the understanding of this purpose of why I'm here and understanding that it's like, this is (laughs) the moment that I chose to awaken and remember. Mm. And it was so healing for me. And I have so much love and gratitude for that medicine and so much connection to it because it was just the first time I really remembered. Wow. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. I've got vibrating. (laughs) That's amazing. And the, the medicine experience, um, or the intensity of the medicine experience doesn't last very long, does it, in comparison no, to... No, not at all. Not at yeah. all. So once I fully connected and had that full moment of knowing, it was about 30 minutes that I was able to just sit there and experience full connection to source, mm. which was so beautiful. And it was ecstasy times a million where I, I was the visuals in the connection to source and just the full surrendering to everything that was existing. And the universe that was flowing and just really connecting to it and feeling it for the first time was amazing. And that lasted about 30 minutes. So overall, like everything lasted, the entire experience was about 45 minutes. Yeah. Which is very different to ayahuasca (laughs) or psilocybin or LSD or, (laughs) yeah. Um, And how is your integration of that? Because that's a very big uh, you know, you refer to it as an awakening. It sounds like yes. a very like instantaneous kind of ripping open and awakening and seeing. And how did you integrate that? How, or are you still? Yeah. Yeah. So that's such a great question. And I would say I'm still, <laughs> but yeah. it was, it was amazing. Um, because it explained everything it's like, it connected about a thousand different experiences that were, I thought were individual experiences where it connected everything. Mm -hmm. 
And where yeah. I never, the very first word I said when I came back was like, I get it now. Like it all makes yeah. sense. So just the understanding and really, I was getting really lost in the trying to comprehend everything initially. Yeah. But what finally came to me is the biggest download of everything was be. Like mm-hmm. just be an experience. And if we're here and we're present and I'm here and I'm present for everything, I will know exactly what I'm supposed to and everything will make sense in its own divine timing where I don't need to go search for a bunch of answers. The answers are there. I just need to allow. So once I had that download, the integration has been much more peaceful and enjoyable when I was really able to surrender to that. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because these experiences, you know, hearing you describe the experience, it sounds absolutely, you know, beautiful and ecstasy, you use that word and divine and so amazing. But I also know that having been through experiences myself and other friends that no matter how beautiful and divine that awakening experience can be, it's also a big experience, (laughs) huge. And it can still be challenging to integrate even when, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like if I say, oh, I had like a darker, more challenging ayahuasca experience or whatever, um, you know, people can understand the challenge of maybe integrating that, but our more positive light expansive experiences can also still be challenging to integrate. And some of the challenges can be around just coming back to life and all of the people and the sameness, but you're different. <laughs> That's right. one of the things that I've experienced. Right. And, and still, I think, you know, I feel my awakening, I feel it, my experience is a little bit different because I feel like I've kind of been like, awake-ish most of my life, but I keep, I kept like going back to sleep. And so I didn't have that like really one boom, but my work with ayahuasca since May last year has absolutely shifted the needle. And it's like, there's no going back and there's no like going back to sleep or pretending anymore. Um, but over time, slowly what I'm finding is, and as I heal my wounds, like my abandonment wounding and stuff, I see, there's so many people and and things in my life that I was keeping out of fear and driven from this wound. And now I'm like interacting with my entire world differently and my needs are different. And, you know, it can be challenging because there's some grief that I'm sometimes experiencing even presently, just letting go of people and situations and letting go of what I thought they were. It's not necessarily letting go and, you know, like, oh, never want to see them again or anything like that. It's letting go of this lens that I used to look at my life and this right. accepting and moving into this new lens. Yeah. That's so beautifully stated. So beautifully stated. So I can't agree more with that. It's one of those perception changers that everything is just in such a different light. Now you're looking at everything so differently, but overall it is the experience you still have to deal with. Yeah. Um, and we are here being human, which means, um, you know, you said to be, and uh, it comes to me, Ramdas, be here now. And I totally agree with you. Like that is my constant practice is like, just be, <laughs> just be here. But I'm also here having a human experience, which means, you know, just, just today I was like stressed out and, um, getting carried away with my thoughts about, uh, I was about my US visa and different things that I need to organize. And with, the whole COVID situation is more complex to get visas right now. And, you know, I'm just like going down rabbit holes and round and round and round. And then it's just like, okay, 
where are you right now? You're in your house, you're surrounded by trees, you know, everything is good. Like, (laughs) and just trust and surrender that, yeah, we need to think and plan and figure things out sometimes, but like the ruminating and the worrying and the trying to understand and the grasping and um, seeking is just if we can continue to practice to just be, just be, but also compassionately accept that we are humans <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it sounds so journey, easy. <laughs> in this, in this <laughs> timeline, we could be other things right now at the same time. Who knows? Okay. Right. Tell right. us, so tell, take us through what happened next with coming into ayahuasca yes. and how it all connected. So, of course. And so I work with, again, this, um, psychic medium. It's been such a grounding force for me to kind of translate these astral experiences into, you know, human language for me to really kind of break through and understand. And what her guides were able to let me know is that these experiences are going to be connected and to really call in my experience when setting intentions with, uh, ayahuasca knowing they're going to be very connected, at least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I came in and I set the attention was to really feel into at least night one, like really feel into my heart and and heal and stay grounded enough to receive the wisdom of grandmother ayahuasca. Um, and to really, I called in this, you know, experience that I had with Bufo of this remembering and understanding to, to join me, you know, night one. And (laughs) we never forget as we're sitting around and, you know, the facilitator asks, you know, you're able to choose whether you want a small, medium, or larger cup of ayahuasca. And I asked my spirit, it was like large. I asked my spirit about seven other times because my ego was like, <laughs> no, no, no. And every time was like large, large, large. And I was like, okay, what's the point of asking if you're not going to listen? I'm going to just ask for a large. So I go up there and I've never felt my heart beat as fast as it was as I'm sitting in front of her as she's pouring my cup, which seemed to never stop being poured. And as she handed it to me, it was like, okay. And I remember drinking it and going back and sitting down, you know, in my little nest over there. And I was told by one of um, the people that were holding space within our circle, um, we thank God we connected the day before and I was sharing about my Bufo experience. And he was like, there's going to be, it's going to be connected and there's going to be a little battle between the toad and grandmother. He's like, I've experienced, you know, when it was two months for me, he's like apart. So you're probably going to experience because of, because of the time that that it hadn't been a lot of time. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, okay, good to know. So thank God he planted that seed. Because what seemed to be about 20 to 25 minutes after drinking, I was starting to really feel something different and started kind of circle breathing, hands were moving, um, really felt an energy coming over me that I had no control of. So thank God he was next to me and he saw and he was like, hey, like, let's go in the other room for a minute. I was like, okay, perfect. Because, you know, the container with everyone there is very sacred and quiet. and You want to be very respectful of everyone's experience. And it was very clear that I was about to have a massive something. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God he called me when he did, because I was still somewhat coherent. And as soon as we made it to that other room, I fell on the floor and had a full blown Bufo activation as mm-hmm. if I had taken the vaporizer and inhaled it again. The visuals 
the remembering. I literally was having the same experience that I had without the pure bliss part on the back end of it, just the intensity of the first part. Mm-hmm. And it was super intense, um, very intense to experience that was very overwhelming and a little scary. And in that experience, when I was watching everything happen and I was watching the grandmother and the toad do this dance between who has control. And once the toad handed, it was like the passing of the baton in a sense and grandmother had control. My Bufo shaman appeared and the facilitator of Bufo whose house we were at there, both of their spirits appeared. I'll never forget. I was in the astral laying in this like quartz bed with all these spirits that were, I realized were my ancestors all dancing around this room. They both came to me and were at my feet and were like, it's okay. Like you're safe. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm. And once that passed, I came a little more back into my body where I was able to go back to my spot and sit down. But the medicine was still very, very, very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was, I was so glad that um, I was warned about that because whether if I had not, I would have been totally taken off guard and it could have been quite a different experience night one for me. Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, I guess that I asked you about the timing thing, cause it's sort of, makes sense with the fact, and I'm absolutely no expert on any of this psychedelic medicine. I'm just an explorer. Um, (laughs) but you know, we, we practice some form of diet dieta before Mm -hmm. we go Mm -hmm. into these medicines and it is to create the most clearest vessel and clearest channel to receive the medicine. So it kind of makes sense that, you know, that medicine was still maybe working with you or whatever. But as you said, it was perfectly connected. So <laughs> carry on. Right. I want to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So once the, once it was, the transition was made and I was at my back on my seat, it was straight back to this astral place where I met grandmother and I was watching those same spirits dance around and they were right in my face. I'll never forget. Um, these spirits were right in my face, just giggling, like looking like I, and I felt, I was like, Oh, I'm back here. I've been here before. Mm-hmm. And it was that moment where I realized I have worked with ayahuasca, not in this lifetime, but in another, cause I was like, I have been here before. Oh, wow. That's cool. And <laughs> really cool. And as that happened, I started meeting different, not meeting. I started experiencing different layers of my consciousness that I haven't in this lifetime. But it's one of those things of like remembering. And I use that word a a lot because that's what these profound plant medicines have been for me is this remembering. Mm -hmm. And as I'm experiencing these different layers of my consciousness and I'm remembering each one, um, my guides came through for me, which are these spirits in a sense, which all had my face. There was four of them. All came up directly in my face and we're like you're not ready for us yet but we're here and i was like you're not you're right i'm not i cannot handle this right now this is super intense (laughs) and they all laughed and they disappeared and like soon and as i was going through that um it was very intense for me and i had a conversation with grandmother and 
as soon as I said yes to ayahuasca, purging is, you know, part of the experience. And whether that's with tears or, you know, vomit or all the different ways that humans purge, purging scared the living daylights out of me as soon as I said yes to ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. And it was, I was so scared of it that I had a conversation with grandmother very early in my journey on night one, which was very intense for me with how hard she was working with me and the energy of the medicine and how strong it was that I asked her permission to not purge night one because I just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, but we will talk, we will talk tomorrow. (laughs) And we will revisit this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, can we just make an agreement that every time I work with you, I don't have to purge. (laughs) I asked her and she laughed at me and she said, the fact that you're asking that shows something and you know, the answer to it. I was like, Mm. shit. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) So back to, Um, the journey, uh, shortly after that, um, I had a conversation with God and with source. And I come from deep roots of the Bible belts of the U S where I was raised with very strong religious programming that I've really been working through in this healing journey of of what source is and, and my relationship to, you know, her and what it is in truth. And, you know, it's knowing that it's not this you know, man in the sky that's casting on this judgment, but mm-hmm. of understanding that. And I've had a little bias towards source because of how strong my programming was and how much it's taken for me to work through it. And working through my programming with source in that moment was so beautiful because she was so understanding of mm-hmm. my bias towards it and just nothing but unconditional love towards me for, you know, while I work through it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, there's nothing to apologize for. I understand. Mm. And as soon as I had that, it was all of a sudden I was meeting parts of myself that were my shadow that Mm -hmm. I thought all this time I cast in the dark and a past story of mine that I've really struggled with is, is self-love and worthiness. Um, and it's, it's been something that I've really had a tough time allowing myself to experience or, um, you know, feeling that way towards myself. I haven't had a lot of self-love in the past. And I was meeting parts of myself that I'd buried and I was loving it unconditionally. And as soon as I would love it unconditionally and felt that unconditional love for myself, another part of myself would come up and I would unconditionally love that. And another part of myself would come up. And this happened for quite some time of all these parts of myself that have been buried made their way to the surface and received nothing but unconditional love and acceptance for myself. And I started crying in that. Thank you. It was so beautiful to experience. And I was crying these tears of gratitude for experiencing it. And as I did that, as soon as I finished getting through all these layers, there were people in my life that I've had judgment towards. And what I didn't realize is I've been carrying that judgment. Well, all of a sudden I was meeting their spirit and loving it unconditional. And while it was, I was understanding and loving their spirit unconditionally, I was seeing the things that I had held judgment for through their perspective. And there was nothing but pure intention behind what they did. Yet I perceived it in a negative limelight, which is why I had judgment towards it. And it was every single person I've had judgment for is like, this is why they're there. And this is why, and this is why. And meeting this highest self 
and I've had some really tough relationships with my family. And I connected with um, my father's spirit. And I understood in that moment why I chose him as my father, because I met Mm -hmm. his spirit and how powerful it is and how pure it is. And I understood. Yeah, I was like, and then the understanding that everyone is doing the best they can in this life with the cards they've been given right now at this part of their journey. And once so beautiful. (laughs) And once I had that download, it was like, holy smokes, this all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was giving unconditional love for others, God came right back and was like, I know you've had such a tough time here. And the remembering that's taken place of my other, you know, lifetimes that have happened, you know, in other star systems that I've really felt connected to and have really struggled with feeling human at times and feeling connected here on earth. Um, I had a conversation with God and he came as, uh, was wearing uh, a masculine face at this time and said, you can come back home now in the next two years if you want to. Wow. We can transition you out of this world. If that's what you want, we can do that. And it came to me in a vision that um, I would die from cancer in the next two years. It didn't scare me at all. Um, it was like, wow, I have, a, I have a chance to go back home is what came to my head. Like what came to me, I was like, I can go back home. Mm. And I was like, well, that sounds amazing. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a second. I chose to come here for this mission. I need to see this through. Because it's greater than this is, isn't about just my life. And this isn't about my experience. It's about the collective. And I chose to come here for a reason. That was mm-hmm. so profound and it was so clear. And I said, wait a second. I, I want to stay here to see this through. And as soon as I said that, grandmother came back forward and said, we were hoping you were going to say that. I have somebody to introduce you to. And in that moment, I was introduced to the spirit of someone that was in the circle with us, who is in fit for service. And I have met her before, but I've never had a real conversation with her throughout this entire year because, you know, there's so many people we just haven't had the chance to connect. But I know her, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, you know, I don't really know her at all. And I saw her spirit, which is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I could see her face. so I knew exactly who it was and was like, this is who you're supposed to be with. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like speechless was like her like n- her like her and she just smiled and my human self at that point that's experiencing this starts crying these tears of gratitude of like I don't know what in the world this world or another that I did to deserve her but oh, holy wow. smokes and it was it brought me to tears and you know, I'm getting emotional talking about it right now. Like if it wasn't for that moment of the unconditional love for myself that I had just experienced prior. And if it wasn't for making that conscious decision to stay here, I wouldn't have had that chance to understand that and connect with her. Oh, and wow. the next period of time I was having a conversation with her of like, okay, Like, are you getting the same synchronicity? Like, are you getting the same download? And she smiled and said, no. It was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to share this with you? And she's like, you'll figure it out and was laughing. 
I was like, this isn't mm-hmm. funny. Like how in the world am I supposed to like, how like, can you come over to me right now? And like, can you leave your spot, walk over and join me on my mat right now and just touch me. So I know. And she started laughing. She's like, no, there's a lesson in this for you. I was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to tell you? Like, what should I say? And she just laughed. She's like, Jonathan, there's a lesson in this for you. And she's like, you'll know. And that was in, she, she left. And I was like, okay, well, how the hell am I ever going to understand, you know, being able to connect with her in a way that's just like, oh, hey, by the way, in the middle of my journey, it came to me, a grandmother came to me and told me that we're supposed to be together. Like, I don't even know if she knows my name. (laughs) (laughs) So I was sitting there going through that and the medicine came back through with another super heavy wave that I, you know, on that first night I, I, had to ask grandmother to take it easy on me a few times because it was so intense. I was experiencing too much to know what was happening. Mm -hmm. And she luckily was very graceful with me and always let up enough where I could kind of process what was happening. And as soon as I came back, all of a sudden in my head, I hear, I'm a healer. I'm a healer. I'm a healer. And that repeated probably a hundred times. And grandmother came forward and was like, do you understand now? It was like, yes, I understand. <laughs> and as soon as I said, yes, I understand, I, I touched my heart because I really wanted to feel it. And I felt my heart. Mm. And it was like, okay, that's really beautiful. And could just like feel it. Could, could feel it pumping blood through my entire body in this life force, but didn't really connect with it. And in that was, you know, really the kind of journey wrapped up. Really the last 30 minutes or so, I was pretty, pretty out of my experience and was really just kind of taking it in. And that, that really, you know, wrapped up my night one experience that all I wanted to do, oh, before I can forget and and leave this part out. As I said, you know, the last 30 minutes I was kind of out of the medicine wasn't there as intense for me. I heard this girl that I met, um, I heard her crying. And I couldn't see her, but I knew exactly in the circle where she was. And it was as strong as her yelling my name across the room Mm. that she needed me. And so I got, and like, I had no choice, but like, next thing I know, I stood up, which I could barely stand up to use the restroom earlier in my journey. Like I was on my feet in a blink of an eye and I walked over there and I just sat down. And at the time she was sitting up crying with her hand buried in her hands, just bawling. And I sat there and I just embraced her. And she looked up, realized it was me and there was no resistance. She just fully leaned into me and allowed me to, to hold her. And it was really like our first moment together that was so profound. And another part of my you know journey that I wanted to touch on um, as well was when it was, when the medicine was very, very intense for me, I would call her I, I would call her by her name, you know, her spirit over. I wouldn't say it out loud, of course, but I'd call her spirit over, like, I need you. And she would be like, I'm right here. Like, I'm right here. And I could feel her spirit sitting with me. And it was mm-hmm. so comforting and allowing me to work through the heaviness of the medicine at that time because I had her spirit there with me. And at the end of that final one where I probably called her over 20 times the first night, 
that final moment of calling her over, I kind of got my bearings. I was like, okay, I'm good now. Like, how are you? And she let me know. She's like, I'm, I'm learning how to love myself right now. And that was, you know, so beautiful to hear. So of course, the, shortly after that, I was sat with her for a few minutes and then they were closing the circle. So I went back to my spot and we wrapped up. And when we're all in the kitchen, you know, having soup afterwards, it was really beautiful because you could just really feel the, how powerful a lot of the breakthroughs of everyone in the circle was. And there was just, you know, a lot of love taking place. And I walked up to her and mentioned to her, I was like, you came up a lot for me in my journey. Like, I'm going to have to talk to you tomorrow about this. (laughs) And she looked at me and was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. Ended up going to bed um, night two or night one. And before I make the transition the next morning, I'll let you, if you have any questions or if you need to dive deeper on anything, kind of open this up to you right now. Oh, no. I mean, it's amazing. Um, What's coming up for me is, and I won't go into a ton of detail because just I want to hear more about your experience and I'll I'll talk about this in a future episode. But um, the I had a similar experience that I was there with my partner, Joe. We were also together um, in, in ceremony. And I had an experience on my second night where I had this whole like, commitment ceremony with him. <laughs> and it wow. was very, it was a part, we it was, I, I connected with our past lives and that we've been together in a past <sighs> life. And, um, as I said, I won't go into all the detail right now, but we ended up having this whole commitment ceremony and the realization for me, wow. um, that came out of it, like we were sitting and we, I said all of these things to him. And the realization for me was that my commitment that I make to somebody has nothing to do necessarily with the commitment that they might want to make to me. Um, and obviously in real life, we sit and talk about these things, but I've always in past relationships, it's been kind of like, well, you know, somebody asks and the other person says yes or whatever. And I had this moment where I'm like, I, I don't need anything. I, I love this man. And, I am committed to him in this way. And we had this whole ceremony, but I, I had the same thing where I was like, do I like tell him this? Or like, <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this because it's like, it doesn't even matter. It was, it was like, I, I know it and I feel it and it happened and I've made that commitment and I learned so much about myself <laughs> and the fact that, you know, all of my past relationships have been this kind of negotiation or whatever Um, and I can truly say because of my own journey of loving myself and the unconditional love I now have for myself and the journey that I'm on with that, um, I can now experience love and loving someone else in a totally different way. And my commitment to them, my commitment to the relationship, um, is mine to make at any time, you know, and it's, it was just so profound and so beautiful, but I totally related to the whole like, the next day. I'm like, do I like tell him that? Or like, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. I, I did so, tell him. So I did wild. tell him. Well, I was like, you're going to have to now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so powerful. So powerful. So I, I remember that night I was brushing my teeth next to one of my best friends who was in circle with us that I've shared everything with him in this journey, my booth, he knows everything more than anyone else in that circle. And even telling him 
the download <laughs> that I had, I couldn't. I was laughing at myself because I couldn't even tell him. I was yeah. like, dude, I can't even tell you right now. Like I was trying to physically and it was just like mad resistance that I've never felt before, which I finally got it out. And I was like, I know it sounds crazy. He's like, yeah, it really doesn't though. I was like, all right, well, yeah. thanks for giving me that. Beautiful. And I honor you because I, I know you did tell her and all yeah. of that. So, and I, yeah. I honor you. Um, you can, you can talk more to that, but I honor you for finding that voice. You know, it's oh, not thank easy. You. <laughs> thank you. Yes, it wasn't. So the next morning I go, I wake up and I'm showering and I can't stop thinking about her and how I'm going to tell her. And I was like, I don't, because share past stories, sharing my truth is something I've struggled with big time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew, and she was like, there's a lesson, when her spirit was telling me there's a lesson in this for you, I knew it was because I needed to share my truth and work through that breakthrough because it is a story that doesn't serve me. And I was going to have to work through that in order to release it. And also being you know, unattached to the outcome of that. Whether she was going to say, okay, yes, like awesome, you know, or whether she was like, hey, like I'm seeing someone. I didn't know. But I was like, mm-hmm. I have to see this through because it was so profound for me and she was such a part of my journey. So I'm in the shower, like giving myself a prep talk of like how I'm going to talk to her and like how the hell do I get this message across? We have even had a conversation before. So it's so funny because I was like the one of the first ones up and I'm walking up the stairs and I turn the corner and who's the only person awake right now sitting on the couch, <laughs> her. And I just started laughing. So I was like, of, of course, of course it's her. <laughs> so I was like, I get no time to like work through this. She's right here. So I sat with her and we were just kind of talking. I was sharing with her a little bit about my journey from night one and how she came up. And I was like, yeah, you know, you told me that you were learning how to love yourself. And she looked at me crazy because she was like, yeah, that was what I was experiencing. I was like, yeah, you told me. She's like, okay. And so we spoke for probably like 30, 45 minutes and it was beautiful. And all I wanted to do was just like grab her and give her the biggest hug in the world. Because just like you said, you remember these past lives. Like mm-hmm. in that moment that I connected with her, we both said to each other, we've done this so wrong so many times before. It's time we do it right. Oh we my did, goodness. And, like, and, we, and we deserve this. Mm. And so all I wanted to do was grab her and hug her and be like, hey, like we did it. Like we're here. And I was like, I can't. So like it took everything in me. And I'm a very physical, like touching, loving person. It took everything in me to like respect her space and not to just like give her the biggest like love hug in the world and like seem like a massive crazy person as we're sitting there, you know, of course doing ayahuasca with 20 other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to her and other people are coming up in the room or whatever. And we're all just connecting. And I finally get to the point. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to tell her. Like, I'm ready to tell her. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to tell you. Cause I told her, I was like, I have something to tell you, but my human self is really having to work through some stuff. She's like, well, when you're ready, I am. And I was like, okay, that sounds so easy. So I finally get ready to, t- <laughs> I finally get ready to tell her. I work up the courage. I'm ready to drop this bomb on her. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to tell you. And she goes, okay, okay. But before you tell me, let me use the restroom real quick. So she goes to the restroom. She comes out. I see her come out. 
She walks to the other room and disappears for like 30 minutes. So I'm like, you're kidding me. I'm now sitting here like so prepped on the edge of my seat, ready to drop this bomb on her. And she stalls on me and just leaves <laughs> me with my thoughts for 30 minutes of now I've got to like work through being ready again. <laughs> and she, she finally comes back to the room and sits with me and she's like, sorry, like I had to get chapstick and just looks at me and, and laughs because she knew that like she was stalling. And she's like, okay, like I'm, I'm ready now. And now there's like a lot of people in the room and it's super quiet. And I wasn't about to just drop this in front of 15 other people. So I was like, I really need like a side conversation to be happening right now so I can share this with her. So finally it does. And I, I tell her, I was like, okay. I was like, in that moment that I chose to stay here, when Source gave me a chance to leave and I chose to stay here, grandmother came forward and told me that we're supposed to be together. And she's like, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It was like, what do you mean you knew I was going to say that? She's like, I just had a feeling this morning that you were going to say that whenever you said like, she's like, it hit me. That's why I need to go have a breather. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, wow. And we, we just let it. I didn't ask like, okay, like how, do you, like, how does that make you feel? Or like, mm-hmm. what do we do next? Mm-hmm. I just kind of dropped the bomb and just like, let it be. And we ended up like having breakfast or whatever. And, you know, each had different side conversations. And I really just kind of wanted to give her the space to process it because I understand how, you know, perplexed it is that I, you know, said that to her, like that that's what came through. Like we don't know each other. And, Mm. you know, for humans, there is a little bit of an age difference that like can come up when you try to break it down in a super analytical way of like, okay, like logistically speaking, like how could this work? Like, Mm -hmm. So I understood that and really just kind of let it be. And after breakfast, I was walking into the room and she's like, Hey, like you want to go outside and like, and talk. I was like, yeah. So we went outside and, and when we were talking all of a sudden the universe was like, here you go. Like, I'm going to give you some winks now. Like you got through it with no synchronicities <laughs> at all. <laughs> you spoke your truth. I'm here to help you out. And as we were connecting that first conversation, it was like synchronicity, 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 synchronicity. And just one after another in that first conversation. And by the end, we just really felt how connected we were. And I I knew I felt more than she did, but she was starting to. Mm. And as we got ready for the second night, you know, I went over there and, and gave her, you know, a hug and was like, if you want to call my spirit in for us to join each other and set that intention together, I would be more than happy to, for us to experience that. And she's like, okay. So, yeah. And so we had a friend that was pulling um, Oracle cards for people before ceremony. And she went over there and shortly after I went over there and she drew three cards and I didn't know about the cards that she had drawn for her. And I had Yin, um, and two other cards pulled and all three were like really beautiful and super connected. And I was talking to her outside right before we sat down for circle, um, the second night. And she was like, yeah, well I had Yang and two, I was like, she had Yang soulmates and something else. And whenever we found out that I, out of 53 cards, I had Yin and she had Yang and we were, it was wow. both, the, it was the first car, card pulled for the both of us. It was just like, 
okay, this is kind of wild, <laughs> kind of wild. <laughs> and that kind of set the, the container for what was to come, you know, with night two. And I was really, you know, open. Um, and as soon as I sat down, I was super scared. Night mm-hmm. two. Night one, I was really nervous sitting with the medicine for the first time. Night two, I was petrified. My ego was firing. I was thinking I was super in my head. Uh, Even though I had such a beautiful experience night one, I was so scared night two. Mm -hmm. Where when I went up to to ask for the medicine um, and, and she, you know, was like, okay, like what size? I was like, will you choose for me? Because I was so scared. I didn't even want to say small because I knew how much that was. Mm-hmm. So I let her trust her intuition as she poured my cup. And I watched her pour larger than a half. And to say my eyes about fell off my head would be probably an understatement that mm-hmm. the two guys I was sitting next to, I could hear them giggling because they could see how scared I was. As I'm watching her pour this, the largest cup I've seen, um, and I was like, okay, here we go. So I drank it and go back and sit down and I'll never forget night two, the medicine started working really fast for a lot of us mm. and felt that in the room and was really was a big knot. Yeah. It was really intense watching everyone start experience it very intensely. And I was really in my head and watching some of the powerful experiences that were taking place. And it was was really intense for me too. I was feeling a lot of other energy from other people in the room. And it was, I was having to understand and I knew that everyone was experiencing exactly what they were supposed to. And I was like, every, and I just kept repeating that, kept repeating that. And I was really trapped in my head. Well, then I remembered that, and to bring it back a little bit, I set the intention night two to purge everything that doesn't serve me because I've been so scared of purging. I knew that I was scared of it because it needed to happen. And that was my ego resisting. Mm -hmm. So I set the intention. I was like, I want to release everything that doesn't serve me. I want to purge. And I want to fully connect with my heart. Fully. And as soon as I was out of my head a little bit, um, all of a sudden, massive was like, Per, like purging was coming up and I like run into the, like bend over so fast to grab the bucket and then nothing would come out. And that happened a few times. Well, then all of a sudden the purge really started. And I, I felt like I've spent about an hour and a half on my elbows and knees at the bottom of my nest over my bucket, coughing, nonstop throwing up nonstop, except nothing was coming out. It was a total energy purge. Mm -hmm. And what would happen for me was there was a story. I would think of the story, which was a limiting belief and it would come out of me. I'd purge it out. And for an hour and a half, it felt like I purged every single limiting thought, belief, limitation that I've carried with me that was this total energy block from about my sacral. So right below my belly button, all the way to the top of my throat. I had this Mm -hmm. massive energy block that I felt release itself one story after another, one story after another. And that went on for so long. I was exhausted from it. And I was finally able to like sit down and lay back for a second. And I needed to go um, to the bathroom 
for like two hours, but it was so intense that I couldn't go to the bathroom. Well, all of a sudden, when I purged my final limiting belief that I was supposed to purge in that moment, I felt my power. And it was like, holy shit, I'm powerful. And I fully felt my power and was like, oh, I can go to the bathroom. I can easily go to the bathroom. All I have to do is walk in there. The only reason I didn't was because I told myself, I was like, oh, hell yes. So I'm so excited about being able to go to the bathroom to leave myself. I'm like walking back into the room and I'm like tapping, you know, walking on your tippy toes, being as quiet as you can. And <laughs> I make it back to the, to the room. And then I, in the middle of the circle, you know, she's seen the Icaros and I'm called to join and dance in the circle to celebrate this. And as I'm walking up there, I start dancing and I'm touching my heart. And as I touch my heart, I fully felt my heart and fully connected with it and felt my heart's consciousness and felt it bring how much life is brought into my body through my heart, how much love it has to just emit through this entire body to come out of me and exist and flow. And what I realized was that blockage I had kept me from connecting with it. It was this like barrier. And once I removed that blockage to really feel my heart and how beautiful it was and how pure it is and how much love it has to give and how much love it has for myself, that was just crying because it's the most beautiful thing in the world. I was like, oh, that's why people are like, oh, follow your heart. You can Mm -hmm. literally connect with it and ask it. It has its own consciousness. It's truth in the most truth form. It's light in the purest light. It is everything you can imagine that I was connecting with and understanding. And I was like, oh my God. So I go to the middle of the circle and I'm feeling my heart and I'm experiencing love and connection to source, to myself, to everything. And I danced for about two hours in the middle of the circle fully connecting, laughing at myself because I was dancing in ways that I've never moved before. And instead of being worried about what other people thought, I was like, I, <laughs> it's, I'm doing exactly what I want to do, which is all that matters. And it was this celebration of life and returning home. And in that moment, I, it hit me and I stopped in the middle there of like, I made it. I've been waiting on myself my entire life. Oh, and wow. knowing that of like, you've made it home. And welcoming myself to myself. I've been waiting my entire life for this. I've literally been waiting on myself my entire life. And I've made it. Like I'm home. I know that feeling and it is so (laughs) profound and so beautiful. It's when you just welcome yourself home and you're like, you did that. (laughs) You did it. God, I made that so damn hard. I made made that so hard. It's like, holy shit. But it was in that moment that I was just like, oh my God. And I felt the girl who's, I felt her spirit join me and was like, you did it. And I felt this Mm -hmm. like warm embrace from her. And I just continued to dance. And there's a massive crystal bowl that was full of roses where we all brought roses to the ceremony. And took the petals off each rose and put them in this massive bowl. I'll never forget. I, I put my hands in this bowl and put these rose petals up to my face. And I took a breath in and I just felt nothing but my heart just 
being fully activated. It was like, oh my God, that's what they mean to like stop and smell the roses. Like this is mm-hmm. what it does to you. It was like, holy shit, holy shit. And I just couldn't stop. And I was feeling it and I was feeling into my body and breathing and feeling my breath bring all this life into each and every crack and crevice in my entire body and really feeling everything and existing and flowing and knowing that I am nothing but love and that everything is nothing but love existing and flowing in everything that is. It's like, oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for. And that brought my entire ceremony to a close. You know, when we had a circle at the very end where it was just this love fest where everyone was laughing (laughs) so hard. We're having rose petals thrown everywhere, dumped on us. And it it was just like the most beautiful thing. And having that girl come and sit next to me and just being able to touch her. And she was like, whenever I heard her say, I've missed you. I knew in that I knew in that moment that she remembered. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so amazing. So I have so much gratitude for that experience and that that wrapped up the the ceremony night too. Um, you know, for me and <laughs> we've been attached to the hip ever since. Oh, I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy it was beautiful. for us <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful to witness, even though I wasn't privy to the inner workings of it. I could feel the energy and see it all happening. And I'm so happy for you guys. But I'm so happy for you as well. Like what a beautiful journey. And thank you so much for sharing it all. Yeah. I just think there's so much medicine there for everybody. You know, we've chosen to work with ayahuasca and other modalities. And obviously there's many ways, meditation, journaling, Mm -hmm. just, you know, being in nature, there's so many ways that we can go on this journey and obviously to follow your heart, as you said, and follow what calls (laughs) you, but all of that love is available. That self-love, that unconditional love is available to all of us. And I think your first night, it was so amazing how you went through that process of loving yourself and then seeing the judgment lens Mm -hmm. and being able to release that and love everybody else unconditionally. Like that really is such a big journey in this life and understanding that whenever we're judging someone else or triggered by someone else or just feeling intensity around somebody else's actions or way of being, you know, if we can just look in the mirror, there's something in us that you know, we're just judging ourselves. And once we let go of that judgment of ourselves or others, all of a sudden we're free to just experience and live in this state of unconditional love. Right. And that was such a beautiful kind of experience that you had. So thank you for sharing. Um, It's a lesson that, you know, we all, hopefully most of us learn and sometimes it takes a long time and yeah. Right. And it was, it was really powerful to understand because I, when their spirit showed me their intention around the action that I judged because I took it so personally, there was mm-hmm. no ill intent with anything that I was, that they did. It was just the way I perceived it. So yeah. it's like, how many stories do we tell ourselves that we take so personal from other people's actions when deep down, you know, their intent of what they did probably wasn't you know, with harm, they probably didn't do it with that in place. They were just, it's the way they were being. And it's just the way that we perceived that we were carrying the judgment for. And that was really powerful to understand and 
to know that it was like, oh, no, that's just my perception and the story I told myself of their action, not actually what their intention was around what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just so important for us to question our stories all the time because right. what we believe is our reality, but it's not necessarily truth, you know, right. it's, and to question those stories and release them and just develop a good practice and habit of it. Um, but, oh my goodness, what an amazing experience you had. I do feel that second night that there was a lot of us and I'm not obviously speaking for others, but there was definitely an energy in the room, I think for many of us of moving through something really big and then like finally making it, you know, like right. finally getting right. there. I, I, I definitely had that myself. I had to reconcile uh, and accept my own um, mortality around a particular situation, which again, I'm saving to go into in a later episode, but mm-hmm. it was a big struggle for me. It was hours long or I don't know, t- time's a little, what is time right. anyway? And, and what is time <laughs> right. definitely when you're on ayahuasca? I don't know, but right. it felt like a long time. And just, uh, you just brought me back to that moment at the end where we sat around together and all of those rose petals, we were just showering ourselves in them. And it really did feel like, uh, there was an energy of like, Oh my gosh, we made it. Like we made it through, you know? And I think for, for some of us, it wasn't an easy night, but a very profound Mm -hmm. night. Um, anyway, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. It's beautiful um, to, to talk how's the integration again. going? <laughs> it's been, um, you know, before I just spent this past weekend with that partner in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And this past weekend was really healing for the integration piece. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, it's almost like she's this key code for me that activates and really keeps me in my heart space when I get stuck in between my ears. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been, that's been really important, but I've always been very motivated and almost a workaholic in a sense, my entire life, you know, professional life. Mm-hmm. And I've had a really tough time with, with this human work, with my job, of, yep. because my perception of everything changes, has changed. So I've been looking at it through a different lens. And it's like, yeah, I I mean, I love what I do. I make an impact of what I do. And, you know, I don't have just a regular job, you know, it's truly something special, but I just haven't had that like pep in my step that I typically do. And -hmm. it's been really tough to work through. And I felt it. I felt the lack of energy around it, but I really connected this weekend. Um, I did a little psilocybin journey and I had a massive download um, that how I show up for myself with anything is how I show up for myself with everything. Mm -hmm. And knowing that if I'm not fully committed to something that it's not who I am and that's not a story I want to carry myself. And then, so what I did is I reverse engineered how, you know, what motivates me in this container. And then I kind of rebuilt that bridge of, what this looks like and why I do what I do. And once I rebuilt that bridge, even though it's a bridge at a different level than the first bridge, ultimately it gets me to the same place I was going. Yeah. Um, so working through that was, was massive for me as you know, the past few weeks I've, or two weeks I've, however long it's been, I don't even know time anymore, any facet or container, but, <laughs> um, it's, that was, that was massive for me. Um, 
and also just really, I'm really having to protect my energy with who I spend time with. Um, cause I'm so open. My channels are mm-hmm. so open and, um, you know, it's very easy to get sucked in, you know, to just the regular stuff that we were a part of before all this medicine work. And it's just, I, I, I'm choosing not to. So it's really just being very aware of what I'm taking in and where I'm putting my time and attention to and really just kind of protecting myself and really being gentle on myself as we make this transition back into the quote unquote ordinary world, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel you on all of that. And I think like one of the things I've also would have described myself as a workaholic um, earlier on. And one of the things that always drove me, I discovered was this kind of proving myself and proving that I was good enough and worthy. And it, it gave me a serious fire, you know, and a serious edge. Like I was a shining star because I was driven so heavily by just this need to prove. And when that, when I discovered self-love and, you know, loving myself unconditionally and that I am worthy and that I am enough, all of a sudden the fire that I had before when it came to career and everything has gone out and I had to find, you know, a more toward motivation versus a, the proving was kind of like an away motivation, like a fear-based motivation. I had to make a new story and a more expansive motivation. But I mean, there's gifts in it for me as well because I work differently now. Um, right. And I work more effectively and efficiently. And I have a lot more other time to enjoy my life and still seem to be able to achieve as they say (laughs) plenty, but yeah, it's, I I can very much relate as well to just coming back and like what mattered before all of a sudden doesn't matter. And you're like, Hmm, how do I reconcile all of this? (laughs) Right. So Uh, true. So true. Well, that was amazing, Jonathan. Thank you so much for coming on and taking <laughs> the time you. to share your journey. I'm sure so many people are going to just be able to relate and be able to take a lot of wisdom from your medicine journey um, into their own lives. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have this conversation with you. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm really excited for you and your partner and to see that love blossom. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing to experience. So I'm forever grateful for it. Beautiful.